Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, mom to Skylar, my incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast five years ago was that the content of each episode brings hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I sincerely hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life underscore Lori Hellman. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes or Audible, please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season five of Living the Sky Life. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Living the Sky Life. My guests um, that are back again for another episode are Corey and Andrea Landreth. They are the parents of four grown children. Their third child, uh, Trent, is 25 years old and on the autism spectrum. The family moved to Kansas to begin Real Life Christian Church back in 2006, where Corey is the lead pastor, and Andrea is a school psychologist in the public school system. They began their Drawings by Trent business in 2015 for their son with the goals of encouraging families, educating communities, and inspiring everyone through Trent's art and their family story. There were many difficult years, but seeing Trent's raw joy and incredible ability brings hope to families going through the struggles of raising a child on the spectrum. We get into all things relationship and marriages. They have been married for 33 years, and we talk about communication, the importance of really tag teaming um, when you're caring for an adult or a child uh, with special needs. And, and most importantly, I feel like is spending time together and making that a priority and lots of other things that we uncover. So uh, please enjoy this episode with my friends, Corey. So welcome back to another episode of Living the Sky Life. I am so excited to have my friends, Corey and Andrea Landreth back. Um, you guys probably know them um, from their massive social media presence of drawings by Trent. Um, but I wanted to ask them to come back on because uh, Trent is older like Skylar. And I get asked a lot of questions about marriage and relationships when you have a special needs child um, and just how much that changes the dynamic or can change the dynamic in a relationship. And so they have agreed to come on and talk a little bit about their relationship over the years. They've got four, right? Four grown adult mm -hmm. children. Um, and that's a lot of work. <laughs> you guys have been married. How long have you been married? How many years? November will be 33 years. Wow. That is awesome. Not a lot of people can say yeah, that. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so I guess just kind of getting into the topic, diving right in. Um, when Trent was diagnosed and he was younger, and remind me, it's been a while since um, I had you guys on. Is he the middle of your four kids or is he the, he's not the He's baby. one of the middle. He's, okay. he's third. He's third. Okay. So you already yeah. had two other kids running <laughs> around and then one after that. Um, did you guys have to it's probably it goes without asking, but do you have to change the dynamic of your communication of, of just kind of the way that you ran your household with all of the kids and Trent um, on top of it and just kind of discovering what autism is all about uh, early into your marriage or how did that go for you all? 
You know, I feel like in the beginning, it was figuring out what each of us could handle because when he was very physically aggressive, Mm -hmm. like I, I couldn't handle that a lot of the time. I mean, just out of pure, not having the strength, he was just, it was a fight or flight mode, you know, and he would be all in. So Corey would handle that physical aggression part of it a lot of the time, which I know was very taxing on him. Yeah. And I also know there were times that, that he probably felt a little resentful because uh, I was after a while I was going to work and he was home most of the time with Trent handling all these things. And, and it was a lot. Corey, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> well, <laughs> just thinking about all, like, I, I remember um, my sister telling us, my sister has oh, seven wow. children. Okay. So um, as the third one was on the way, she told us like one kid is not a big deal like you just towed them wherever you want to go two kids is still you can still handle it well because you know it's yeah, one parent per kid so that's <laughs> yeah it's pretty easy but then you add that third one in there and all of a sudden it becomes much more complicated and and so, so we certainly found that you know and you have to adjust to the new normal of then having three children but then trent didn't progress the way the other two children did and so we knew there were some issues um and so that presented challenges for us because you know like we had you develop a way of parenting and then all of a sudden that mm-hmm. doesn't work mm-hmm. as well um and so you gotta you, then you have to figure out what what works and so uh you know discipline for our oldest son was different just different from our our daughter, our second child, like completely night and day different. And then you have Trent who didn't respond to anything ever. Um, and so that was really, really crazy. So he was diagnosed at two and, and then you throw all that stuff in the mix. They begin to get physically aggressive at, I think we feel like four or five. Um, he started getting really aggressive. And then, and then I don't remember Andrea, when you went back to, you started teaching and then went back to school and then I was, I was there with him a lot, but that would have been when we moved to El Dorado, maybe. And yeah, he was, he was more like seven, eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of that, a lot of that physical stuff um, fell on, fell on me. And uh, yeah, just because I was, you know, physically the biggest mm-hmm. one in the house. So. So I got to do And we that. would kind of, of make it so that he was there a lot more than he typically would have been just, just out of survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankfully as a, as a preacher um, for the last 26 years or something, all of Trent's growing up uh, it's, it's provided a lot of freedom. Um, and then even gosh, for the last 10 years or something, I've, I've mostly had my mm-hmm. office at the house. So. Yeah. I relate to that part of it. Um, For the last 10 years, my job has, I work from home also. And my husband and I do Mm. the same thing. We're in the same industry and the same career, but he goes out in the field and works with his representatives and I manage from home my team. So the resentful piece, Andrea, that you mentioned, I, I, I try so hard not to be resentful and I'm not until the day's that Skylar is really aggressive or he's sick and he can't go to his autism center or he has a break. And, um, 
you know, Josh has to go into work. <laughs> and so I'm here and I feel like Skylar takes it out on me. Um, he has more fun with Josh. I just, I don't, that's just our dynamic, I guess. So when I'm the rule, I'm the, the person that's like, no, we're not going to, you're not going to do that. We're not going to do this. You know, I just feel like I get the brunt of that. And then I'm, I get that tinge of resentment. Like, man, this stinks. I want adult interaction throughout the day too. I don't want to just be Skylar's babysitter. And as he's mm -hmm. aging and now almost 21, I'm like worried when he ages out of the systems and all of the programs, like oh, yeah. I can't, I, I can, I will, but I don't want to do 24 seven babysitting of him all day, watching Elmo all day. I just, I don't know how to not resent my husband because he'll still go out and do his job. And it just makes more sense for me to quit mine. And I don't want to. So mm -hmm. do you guys, I mean, that's tough. Go through some of that. I mean, I know Corey, you said you can work from home and you can still keep your job and do all of that, but yeah, I'm sure there were years. Yeah. It wasn't easy. <laughs> when he was real little, all the kids were little, you know, that was a really difficult time. And I feel like a lot of the time we were just playing tag team. You know, there were a few years where before we got melatonin figured out mm -hmm. that Trent didn't sleep all night. And so we would take turns staying up almost all night while he spun circles in our living room, you know, and, and then, uh, we just, I, I feel like when he was younger and the hardest time, we, we didn't really have problems in our marriage because we were so focused on mm -hmm. taking care of him. Uh, it, and I was at home a lot of that time until he was maybe eight years old or something like that. Uh, and then he was in school all day and I worked at the school. So I had same hours as him, but you know, when, when we hit about year 20, we started having some issues in our marriage, but it, it was like the normal, I've been married 20 years. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of this person kind of thing. It, I don't feel like it was related to Trent. Yeah. Um, and you know, we got through that and just I feel like that was, yeah, I feel like that was kind of just a normal, mm -hmm. uh, a normal family thing, a normal mm -hmm. couple thing that they couples go through. Uh, and, and maybe it was a little related to Trent uh, in some ways, but um, I mean, it wasn't anything that we couldn't handle. Yeah. But as far as Trent goes, I think Corey uh, really has gotten the brunt of it. <laughs> And, um, just because I've been busy with work, I was in school for a while and, mm -hmm. and like you said, he's there more. Yeah. Mm. I, I think it was worse for me when, uh, when I, I was taking him to school and then, and picking him up. So I, he wasn't work, it wasn't working on the bus. And so we had to get him to his programs different ways. So, so I had to drive him in the morning and then come back. And, and that was, that was good because at least there wasn't surprises. Like I could schedule that, you know, but, but then um, it would break up my afternoon. Like I would just get really involved in something and yeah. then I have to quit and drive and pick him up and bring him back home. And then I was home with him until um, Andrea showed up. And then for a while, I, I actually got hired by the district to be a para. So I drove him in, I stayed oh. with him during his mm. program. I drove him home and then I was home all, all evening um, with him. 
and I don't remember if that was around that time, that 20 year time, but it, but it was, uh, that, that was, um, that was challenging. We have, when we've had challenging times, you know, being married is difficult. It's, it's a lot mm -hmm. of work and, um, you know, a lot of people like, well, uh, we grew apart or we yeah. fell out of love. Um, and, and I like, um, uh, yeah, that happens in everything. Yeah. I don't always love my yeah. job, but I, I keep doing it. And, you know, uh, I think we just have found a, a way, um, to make it work. And, and certainly as we talked about earlier, the, that our, our faith and our, and the, and the desire to maintain that commitment in the mm -hmm. relationship and like see it through no matter what um has been good throughout our marriage although we have sorry <laughs> Corey um Corey's always been like we haven't had a date in a long time Aww. we need to go out yeah you know he thinks of that oh, and yeah. he always had since, since the kids were little I think the the most difficult time as far as that goes is when Trent was really aggressive and mm -hmm. there was literally no one to leave him with you know and but but we would get yeah. through a few months of that and then we'd be back to well, he's calmed down a bit. My parents can watch him while we go out. Um, so he has always tried to make spending time together a priority. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it gets away from you. You're like, do you realize we haven't gone out just the two of us in yeah. like months, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And so I, it's, that's been very helpful for him to make that a priority because I, I probably wouldn't just and not because i don't love him mm -hmm. just not because i don't love you but <laughs> uh, i think he he just thinks of those things more than i do and yeah so well i think i think as parents okay here's my preacher coming out um i think as parents um you're you're if you intend to be if you intend to be married like till death to us part thing then you're going to be married a lot longer than your children are going to be at home with you. You're going to be with this person for a lot. Like your kids are going to, they're going to really need you when they're young. And then it's going to get less and less and less. And then they're going to go up to college and they're going to get married or they're going to do their own life. And then you're going to be at home. And what you see is so many couples, they get to that point where the kids leave and then yeah. they have no relationship to build on because everything was mm -hmm. about the kids. Uh, and so I, and so I just think that's a, that's a huge priority to, to maintain the husband. wife. I think a, a solid husband, wife relationship makes for the best family and the most well-rounded children. Um, so that, so just it's personal way to, um, to look at those things. And it's odd now, like I, like I get, I get frustrated and resentful sometimes because I expected at 52 for all my children to be gone out of the house. And at 25 for Trent to be on his own and doing his own thing and um, you know, whatever. And now we're at this age where we like, I want to just take the motorcycle and let's go to dinner. Let's go out and do something like other couples mm -hmm. we know who don't have each other at home anymore. And, and yet where Trent's concerned, it's still very much like having a toddler. You have to arrange somebody to come and watch him. And then, and then you always wonder if he's going to get upset or if it's going to be an issue. So you can't just have 
you know, any, you can't just have some 12 year old girl come and mm-hmm. watch your little kid. Uh, so it, it, it's much more challenging to, to do that stuff now. We're very grateful though, that, that our other children, um, can help in that, uh, yeah. at this point, but that's, that's a big frustration at this mm-hmm. stage in our and life. And I think a, a lot of listeners too, probably are thinking, you know, that's great that Corey, you know, initiates date nights and all those things, but a, I'm single and I don't have anybody or, uh, you know, to go out with, yeah. or B, I don't have anybody to watch my kids, which you can relate. I can relate. I mean, we definitely go through cycles. We've never really had ever respite or anybody to watch Skylar for us. And uh, both of our birthdays, um, as we're recording this, um, our, our next week, we're a day apart, my husband and I, um, and for (laughs) the last, you know, 11, 12 years, we have always taken Skylar with us to dinner. We go to a restaurant on his birthday. And then the next night I pick a place and we go on mine or whatever. And we're just trying to figure out ways. I think where there's a a definite will to have time together alone, you'll figure it out. Skylar's in school all day. So we're like, you know what, let's just take a day off on our birthdays and let's go to see Mission Impossible or let's go see a movie during the Mm -hmm. day while he's (laughs) at his center and he's being cared for. It doesn't have to be evenings. I think that's what we think when we hear date night, right? that it has to be a night or a weekend or something. Just just find find an hour in the afternoon to go to lunch together even or something. Um, have you guys we've had done to be that creative? Too. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone to matinees at like at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Trent's home at four. Okay. We go at one o'clock. We have time <laughs> to go to the movie. Yeah. You know, go to lunch beforehand, go to the movie and, and yeah. And we, and we probably should do that more often, but <clears throat> at this stage, we're finding that it's not um, care for Trent that's take, that's taking up our time. It's, it's running as business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know? Um, <laughs> and so like, I, like I told you before, I, I went part-time in my job so that I could do more business work during the day and maybe have more time in the evening to just relax, mm-hmm. <laughs> relax with Corey or just, or, you know, hang out with Trent. Yeah. Um, you know, doesn't work yeah. out quite yet, but that's the goal. Hey, week yeah. two, you know, we'll get yeah. there. I mean, yeah. retirement definitely doesn't look like I had planned either. I mean, I just, I think that's the yeah. the hardest part to navigate too, because we tell parents that have little kids, like, you know, you're not getting any sleep and whatever the issue is, it will resolve itself. We've lived it. And, and I know that that stuff gets easier. It's just different challenges. So like you said, you know, with Mm -hmm. him being an adult, you still have to worry about if he eats and what he eats and where he is and where he needs to be Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, You never really let go of it. I don't really have a magic answer for that. You just kind of evolve and you try to work your retirement or work your adult life around that. You've been doing it their entire lives. So you just Mm kind of need to figure out a way to carve time. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned some of those things that made me think that uh, we were just talking about adding data to his iPad because he has his iPad with him all the time. You know, there's times he's late coming home from his day program. And I'm like, it'd be nice to be able to track him, you know, and see where he's at, but just, just constantly thinking of how to best take care of him still, you know, and that changes all the time. The life 360 app would help. If you put that on his phone, you'll know where he is at all times. If he has data, he, he oh, doesn't good. have a phone. He has an iPad without gotcha. a data plan. So we need, oh, okay. we were talking about adding the data plan to his iPad. Yeah. So 
Yeah, he he can't begin to use a phone. Oh, you know, yeah. he, I've tried to get him to text back and, and he he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, even if he sent me an That's animal name, I'd know he responded, you know, but <laughs> no, he's not interested. Aw. That's probably a lot like Skyler. Though, yeah, he right? doesn't even Lord, use an iPad. I mean, he never has. He's yeah. never picked yeah. it up or. Well, Trent. Trent can write anything, you know, if he sees something he likes, he'll Google it and, you know, he can easily maneuver an iPad just not to communicate. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, yeah. as far as communication goes, actually, since you just mentioned that, um, how do you guys, or how have you navigated, um, if you're, fe if you're having certain feelings or if you're frustrated or whatever are you have you always been pretty open with your communication like going to each other and saying listen this this is really this really upset me when you did this or said this or I'm really frustrated or I'm overwhelmed I need it I need a time out myself I need a break I need to go somewhere yeah <laughs> tell me about that because that's something else that people uh, ask about a lot I want to make sure she gives me the first word here I could tell uh, by the smile I on her face <laughs> I I think we ha have handled that in the in the past much like every couple mm -hmm. has handled that. Um, passive aggressive. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we we're passive aggressive. We typically typically wait until something just kind yeah. of blows up and then we have it out mm -hmm. a little bit. And then uh you know, it might be a day or or an evening or an afternoon of uh of not talking very much. And and then, you know, you you get over mm -hmm. it, and you move on, uh, and so we really, I don't think we have a a magic, a magic way of of handling it, or that we've done it. Like we were just, um, we're talking about bringing our son-in-law on um, in the business and having him do more stuff for the business, and so we have a little a group meeting with our our daughter and and him and the two of us and our daughter said she was listening to a podcast and they said uh, it was a, it was some kind of a organization group and they had a safe word. And whenever you said that safe word, then whatever came after that, the other person wasn't supposed to get offended about <laughs> it. Or whatever. No, just kidding. <laughs> and I'm right. like, yeah, I'm, I can't think of any word that you could say that would not make the other person offended by what was coming after. It would just make me uh, perk up like, okay, I heart. heard the word, something bad. On the defense, you. put you on the defense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Put up the wall. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I'd love to be able to say that that we we have that worked out. I, I think every couple that I've ever um, counseled or de mm -hmm. dealt with, they they have said communication is a huge issue. Um, and yet from the outside looking in often, I think you, you guys do a really good job of communicating. Mm -hmm. Um, you just don't, you don't handle the, the challenges in communicating. Well, like you're communicating all the time. You're talking about things all the time. Um, and, and just maybe it's not the important things or, or whatever, but but I don't know. I I think again, it's just you you got to figure it out. It's going to be different for for mm -hmm. everybody. Um. And I, and I think you know when there's that foundation, like we have a huge amount of respect for parents who try to do this on their own, single oh, yeah. parents managing any child with special need. Like I don't yeah. know how they how they do Can't it. Imagine. We we often joke we couldn't 
we couldn't ever split up because neither one of us could handle yeah. him on our own. So we're just like, well, I guess we got to stay together because yeah. <laughs> be really hard. It's remarkable how were... resilient you are when you have to be. I only was single three years yeah. and it, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to do it no matter yeah. what. Yeah, you, you just, just do, do it. it. Right, right. Yeah. You just yeah. do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what people would ask us. How do you do it? I'm like, we, we have to. Like, We wake up every day. We just, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. We just do it, you yeah. know. But when we, so when our kids were, were young, and we were, hadn't been married as long. Corey would, um, like, if I was upset, he wouldn't let me, like, storm out of the room. <laughs> He'd grab me and say, you know, and make me talk, mm-hmm. which I hated. Yeah. <laughs> I hated, hated it so she much. Hated. I just wanted to storm out of the room. Stop it. Yeah. You know, but I don't know if he quit doing that or if we just quit arguing about dumb stuff. <laughs> well maybe i quit storming out of the room yeah. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. silent treatment's yeah. not good and that's, you know, that's what i used to do no. josh has brought that out of me i just don't i don't want to say something i'm going to regret and like you yeah. said Corey, i think for me like a turning point at one point was uh, uh he was loading the dishwasher and he wasn't doing it correctly and I lost <laughs> my mind, but it wasn't about the dishwasher. It was like the three other things that I was holding in that yeah. picked me oh, off yeah. that he did or whatever. And I didn't say anything. And then it's, it all becomes about the dishwasher and it wasn't the dishwasher. And he's like, oh my God, I didn't realize there was like, <laughs> this was like the, the end all be all. And I'm like, it's not. And then I just unloaded on him and the poor guy, I mean, he's just like, wasn't expecting all of that. So, I, I mean, I think yeah. we've learned I, I am comfortable now. And so is he to say, Hey, listen, you know, I didn't want to say anything earlier. Cause we're, we're doing Skylar's routine and all of that stuff. But when you said this in front of the kids or something, it kind of undermined me. And I, I didn't really appreciate that. And then, you know, it's it, once you start the dialogue, you're surprised. It's surprising how much the other person didn't even know that they did that or didn't intend that at all. Mm-hmm. And so much can get mm-hmm. read into it if you let it fester for so long. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure you guys have gone through it with all of your kids throughout the years too. Yeah. Well, and I feel like over the years, I've, we have been more, we much more easily will say, I can't believe you did that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like we really hold things in mm-hmm. uh, like, like when we were younger. And I think that's just a growing mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, I, you agree? I think the big thing ever, <laughs> Corey, everybody <laughs> Yeah, no, I hold stuff. Oh, he's just not telling you. <laughs> you just don't know about it because I hold it in. I don't right. say anything. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, one of our kind of just family or marriage mottos for a long time has just been like, you got to let go of the stuff right. that doesn't matter. Um, and it, and in the moment, you know, it might seem like a big deal. Like I, by the way, Lori, I absolutely believe there's a right way to load the dishwasher. So do I, but don't tell Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that I've, I've learned to just kind of let that go for the most part. Um, But I, yeah, I think like, so here's the problem in that, in the communication piece, Andrea does something. And then I, in my mind, conjure up the reasons why she did that or said that this is why if i were saying that or doing that this is why i would have done it or whatever and so this is must be how she's feeling and why she said that or why she did that and then i have to work through that and come to this point where i go okay wait a minute (laughs) that that may be completely off 
the reality is she probably wasn't thinking that she didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't. And, and is it really a big deal anyway? And the answer almost always mm -hmm. is no, it's not a big deal. And so why am I getting myself all worked up about something that, that really just needs to let go? Um, and I, one of the illustrations I use a lot is like, like husband and wife or family dynamic, you can be arguing with somebody in the family. And this is like old school, but I guess it still applies. Like the phone rings and you pick up the phone and you have no idea who's on the other end, but you're like, hello, it's so sweet, you know, and you're so nice and you're so kind to this complete stranger. And yet you're in a heated argument yeah. and you're so angry with this person who lives in your home and is your family and who you're supposed to love and care mm -hmm. about. Um, and all this, I think that's just completely backwards the way that we treat each yeah. other sometimes. Um, it's funny. One of my mentors uh, said to me, and I never thought about it, just exactly what you just said, that we as a, as a society, as people, we project so much. Like if someone, you know, cuts in front of you at the grocery store or something, people get bent out of shape and they're so angry and they're projecting all of these things that this person probably didn't even see you. And it was not intentional whatsoever. And then we just lose it because we're assuming they did it because of this and they did this and they did that. And this is how they feel. And, you know, once I kind of realized that I was doing the same thing in my marriage and other relationships, like, like you said, projecting like, well, he probably, you know, why would he say that he knows such and such half the time again, he's like, I, I didn't even know I said that. I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant. And it's done, but I built <laughs> up so much about it. That when I finally confronted him, I was so wrong and I made it a much bigger <laughs> deal than it needed to be. And I mean, I think mm -hmm. it's just second nature that we interpret tone and, you know, facial expressions or whatever. We're just projecting our prior experience on it, you know, so. Mm -hmm. We do that on social oh, yeah. media all the time. That's where we see it the most. We, we people, people make stupid comments on their, you know. Um, some, I didn't tell Andrew about this, but some guy just this morning had, had commented again about how, you know, we're making money off of our or trend disabled <laughs> child. I know. And, and I, <laughs> I, people don't understand that he works for 30 seconds and then we work for right. 30 hours, uh, on that stuff. Like they just, uh, don't get it. Anyway, we're the, we're the slave mm -hmm. labor people, not Trent. Yeah. Well, it's sad that you even have uh, to go on there so, and do videos like explaining yourselves to people, I but I right. get why you do it, but it's crazy. So we try to, you know, yeah, one of the pieces of Drawings by Trent is that we want to educate people. And so we feel like responding to those, those ridiculous comments, we're, we're trying to yeah. help educate. And, and so this person's, you know, I'll make it so, and, and so I responded. In my head, I'm like, this person is yeah. a jerk, you know, they're just they're just saying this. But my response was, you know, we're 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 not we're not doing this for us, we're doing this for him. We're not gonna live. And and so you know, try to be very kind. Like this person obviously doesn't know what's going on. And and the person responded and Doubling was like, down. Oh, sure, like he needs to be taken care of or whatever. I'm like, what is the deal? So we have mm -hmm. those conversations that comes up a lot on, on social media and we just have to, and it's really nice when we can have that, like, 
like Trent's fans will come on and they'll attack the person. Yeah, you kind of just sit Sometimes back. we even have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to delete the comments of the people responding mm -hmm. to the negative thing because they're so aggressive. We're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not what we want to yeah. do here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that just that plays out in so many things. Mm -hmm. and that's at least how I respond to it. I'm sure Andrea never does that. <laughs> Last just... night, I just told him somebody, somebody posted and said, I, something like, uh, I like it, but I don't like you commercializing him or something. And I started to respond oh. nicely. And then I'm like, uh, block. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, not worth you it. know, I just, <laughs> I didn't even give it another, I'm like, why am I wasting my time? Mm -hmm. And I just block. Well, and I probably shouldn't have blocked him. I probably should have just let it go. But you know, sometimes it's just like, this is, this is enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. the percentile you know, the percentage of times we get negative comments is very, very small, you know, like very maybe 0.1% of the comments are negative. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so, just someone trying to get a rise out of you. They probably don't even follow your page regularly or anything. They just, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. But isn't that like, that's a metaphor for marriage yeah. and for communication. Mm -hmm. Like, There's 1% of the mm -hmm. this crap that goes on in those relationships and in, in conversations back and forth and things we do that make the other person mad. And yet we let that 1% eat away right. at us. That's a good point. And, and then it just, then it just, you know, just destroys mm -hmm. everything else. So look, you I mean, take a lesson from frozen and just. <laughs> <let it go. laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, well, in profound, addition, in very profound. In addition to like just marriage, just in general, in a family, obviously we have a lot of relationships with our kid, our other kids and all of that. I have found that like, I have had to morph myself into two completely different moms, two different parents, the way I parent Kendall, the way I parent Skylar. And even when they were younger and he was pulling her hair or her breaking her things or hitting her or whatever. And I would, you know, tell him, you know, we don't, we don't do that. But she used to get so frustrated with me because he didn't get punished and nothing seemed to happen to him because he did all these things. And I, I mean, I know when you guys were, we were talking before in the last episode you were on, you were talking about um, your daughter's kitchen and how Trent colored all over it and stuff. I'm sure he didn't <laughs> right. get quote unquote in trouble because you know, she didn't see him get in trouble. How do you got, mm -hmm. how did you guys over the years and, it probably doesn't happen much now that they're all adults and have lives of their own, but manage the relationships between each of your kids with you and try to make sure that they had a relationship with Trent too. And that they understood that he wasn't trying to be malicious when he was growing up. Well, like and the story for each of our three kids is a very different story. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, you know, you feel like you're parenting two different, we were parenting four different ways. Uh, our, our older two kids, you know, they, we tried to attend all of their events, but we took Trent along. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard, I've heard people say that they intentionally didn't take their special needs, but we wanted to both be involved and yep. go. Um, so I, I don't feel like, I just feel like we, we tried to do the best for each of our kids. We were very fortunate in that they never complained about Trent. I mean, Trevor would get very mad when Trent destroyed his stuff, but, um, 
I mean, now I've asked him, you know, do you have any resentment towards him? And he said, no, I don't think about it at all. You know, yeah, he has a great relationship with him. Um, but I, I mean, we were just very fortunate that they never said, why does he get chicken nuggets and we don't, or why does he get to do this? And we don't, I think they saw that his life was pretty darn hard. Right. And theirs wasn't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I mean, occasionally it was a little scary when he would get upset or whatever, but I honestly don't think they ever, and, and one of the things I always told him was life's not fair. Um, and they joke about that now, yeah. you know, mom says life's not fair. That's but, funny that they bring that up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As adults. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, they understand it and yeah. they know why, why I said that so much, but, um, even as adults, life's not fair. You know, we don't all have the same things. We don't all get to do the same things or have the same jobs. You know, um, it's just different for everyone. So you can't compare child to child. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure with your pod, with their podcast or all of your podcasts, I think you said too that, that you've heard some things from them that surprised you in a good way. Like um, mm-hmm. just the, their newfound um, adult um kind of uh, looking back and just kind of viewing it Mm -hmm. all and how much appreciation and respect and understanding they have for you guys as parents and what you kind of have gone through and are still kind of going through, but, um, just to raise four kids and one that needed extra special attention. I I hope that Kendall one day was like, mom, man, you, you are a trooper. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But right. You know, I'm still waiting, but (laughs) <laughs> Our child who maybe um, doesn't look at things quite like the the other two is our youngest. And he did get a lot of the brunt of it. You know, he, yeah. uh, Trent was very um, protective of him when he was a little baby, but as he grew hair, like it turned into Trent pulling his hair. Oh, I didn't realize and, he did that too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so we had, we shaved TJ's head really close when he was growing up because Trent would, would pull his hair. Mm. But, um, I, I, I'm not sure why, I mean, he didn't pull Tristan's hair or Trevor, but uh, something about TJ was his baby and maybe he was just too rough with him or something, but, but TJ also had some learning difficulties and in, in a much different way, but he, you know, he struggled through school. He's very successful now. Uh, he's actually, he and his wife are expecting our first grandchild Aww, yay! <laughs> and yeah. he's doing just great, mm-hmm. but I, but he also had some social issues in that, like we had to teach him even as an adult that, it, that he needed to talk to Trent, like in his mind, um, I don't need to talk to him because he can't talk back to me. Right. So like he'd walk in a room and not even acknowledge him. And so, you know, even as a, like a late teenager, we had to tell him, you need to say hi to Trent. You need to acknowledge Trent, you know? So they were a little too much alike. And and I think maybe he might've felt like he was missing out on some things because of Trent. Um, and I can't even pinpoint what that would be, but mm-hmm. it's different with him. Well, and that's all he ever knew, right? Since he was the baby, right. he's only known right. life with Trent that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and even though Trent was bigger than Tristan, like physically, even at a young age, even though she's older, TJ was always smaller. And and so there were times like when the like the three kids did a podcast. I think our son-in-law hosted it. 
and the other three kids did a podcast talking about growing up with Trent and how they each experienced him differently. And for TJ, there was a lot more, I think, fear involved. There were mm-hmm. things that Trent did that scared him and he didn't feel like he could at, at times, like he tells the story of they shared a room for a while and TJ had the top bunk and Trent had the bottom bunk. And Trent would sometimes get angry or whatever in the middle of the night and he would get out of his bed and he would throw his phone books and stuff up in the air. Was to the ceiling. Part of his thing. Yeah. Throw them up into the ceiling and they crash down. And, and for us looking at that, we're like, that's, that's just, Trent was just blown off steam or whatever. Like he couldn't sleep and he was in his room. What it, and, and so he was just doing this. He wasn't doing it maliciously he was doing it for some kind of sensory release but the tj he didn't understand that mm. and so he's up in the top bunk just scared to death that he's going to get attacked or something yeah and so stuff and we did not we did not know about that if, if we had known about it we would have addressed it and done it sure. changed things up and and they and they didn't share a room very often uh we moved mm-hmm. into a house that only had three bedrooms um for the kids and so we ended up have we turned part of the garage into another bedroom um so they could each have their own but uh it took a little bit of time to to do that, that. was kind of a that was kind of a feat with the dynamics of our kids like trevor yeah. was three years older than tristan and tristan was just a year and a half older than trip but like trevor needed his own room really unless he shared with the baby you know and tristan was the only girl and trent really needed his own room because he was aggressive and you know so it was kind of like they really all need their own rooms Mm -hmm. and i know people get by sharing and stuff but this felt like with our dynamic it was it was difficult for our kids to share rooms and i know there was a time that tj and trevor shared because they just had to but and leon um Yeah. Yeah. We, we just mixed it up. (laughs) Yeah. We, we really wanted, it would be nice to say like we went into parenting with this whole big, you know, like we had all these things we want to accomplish and we're just not that kind of people. So um, (laughs) we, we did have a desire to have our, our children and have our family want to be together. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and want to spend time together and enjoy being around each other and like you've got two kids Mm -hmm. most people with multiple children know that that's not always the case they can get on each other's nerves um, very easily Uh, but I I think now looking at our family like we've succeeded in doing that we spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time together um, we're a little kind of freaked out right now because we just moved our oldest son to Champaign, Illinois. Oh, okay. He's, he's going to the University of Illinois to get his doctorate in nice. music or something. Um, <laughs> some music thing. Musical <laughs> uh, arts. Yeah. Musical arts. Yes. Doctorate of musical arts. Um, and and he will be like none of our children have ever lived that far away. Yeah, for none of our children have lived. Of time. None of them have lived more than like more 50 than miles from us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of a big deal, and like, so we do the podcast together. We're all together. We don't. We all do church together. Um, they all attend church with us, and so we're together. At and church Trevor, and Trevor's been coming over to work this we, summer. So Trevor and Tristan and Easton all have been involved in the business. Yeah, and I know Tristan yeah. spends a lot of time with Trent. 
<clears throat> too. And mm-hmm. yeah. she's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our youngest, our youngest son uh, and his wife, who are the ones expecting, they live an hour away um, from us. And so we don't see them as as often. They're involved in things in, in their town. But, you know, they come down for um, birthday parties and for get togethers and whatever. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's been really good that that even with the difficult time with Trent, we did have to talk to them a lot about like life isn't fair and mm-hmm. Trent gets these special things because he needs these special things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing the best we can for him. And even though you don't understand it right now, we're doing the best we can for you right. by making you try new things when Trent doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. And even right. the food that mom makes when Trent gets chicken nuggets every, every day. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and so I think, you know, I, I feel like we didn't do that with like, uh, you know, we, we didn't run the house like, like generals and just demand that our children obey everything we do. We, we yeah. said, um, we really tried to, to take the time to, um, explain to our children like we didn't just say like one of the things I hated growing up was when I'd asked to do something and a parent would say no and I'd say why and they'd say because I said yeah I think we all got frustrated <laughs> so bad so yeah so we've always tried yeah to we decided we decided in the beginning that we would never Early say on. because I said so yeah yeah because yeah. it's and it's there were times where the yeah. <laughs> right it's not there were times where the conversation digressed to that and the the end of the conversation had to be okay. I know you don't understand why, even though I've told you all of these reasons. And so now it is, you're doing this because I'm telling you to do it. And I've that done answering always, your questions. <laughs> that yeah. was always TJ, our youngest son. Oh, always he, TJ. Yeah. He would argue everything you said. And not not to be like, I want to fight or anything like that, but just questioned. And he had a better answer for every single thing and so yeah our conversations with him would almost always end up like i'm telling you so you do it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) because i said so and i think that i think the older two kids probably resent tj more than trent um (laughs) even though trent was the one who destroyed all their stuff and was you know and aggressive toward them and stuff they probably resent TJ more because by the time TJ came around, we just didn't have the energy yeah. to deal with any of his stuff. Like the baby so always hard. gets the tired parents. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we were, you know, like when you have to physically restrain your child for 20 <laughs> minutes on the ground in like this life or death kind of like fight or flight thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. you just don't have the energy to deal with another child who doesn't put their toys up you know or whatever yeah right Uh, and so tj got away with a lot a lot less disciplined than the other children because we just simply didn't didn't have the energy to to deal with it Mm -hmm. um that just makes for a fun a fun adulthood though they can all (laughs) razz him for the rest of his life like yeah yeah you get all the attention (laughs) and they do they do i'm sure they do do. he and he and tristan are very close too I mean, they have a really tight bond and that's cool to see as adults, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and yeah. uh, Corey, I think you said before um, 
as a preacher, do, do you do like marriage counseling with a lot of people in your um, congregation or just in the community? Do you do that kind of thing or um, not necessarily not if you can call help it, it counseling? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to, I was just, I guess, trying to advocate for um, if people really feel like they're just kind of stuck. I, I am a huge believer of talking to someone, anyone, whether it's with your church, mm-hmm. oh, yeah a therapist or whatever. I mean, I did a lot of work on myself before I met Josh. So I feel like I'm a little bit (laughs) easier to live with than (laughs) before, like my pre-Josh life and my post-Josh life. But um, I just, I I think people still are intimidated by that. Um, Yeah. Asking for help or saying- Or they feel like it's some kind of a fail. Yeah. And I mean, if anything, it would open up maybe the lines of communication or whatever it is that's going on and make things so much better because there's probably a lot of unsaid feelings and unsaid things that are continuing to build and make it a bigger, you know, issue that could end a relationship. I I hate to see people go through divorce if if they can clear it up. I don't think Tristan would mind me saying this, but when she first got married, she decided to go to a counselor just herself. Mm -hmm. And I think it had a lot to do with um, just living with another person Mm -hmm. and, and getting along and and that type of thing. And she went to therapy for, I don't know, a couple of months, several, several weeks. And she just fell in love with it. And she was like, this is fantastic. Like she never really went into detail about the things she wanted to work on with Mm -hmm. us or anything, which was fine. But she is a huge advocate for therapy. She's like, everyone should go to therapy. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's I'm not, sure she un- it's not to fix somebody mm-hmm. or necessarily, but everybody can use better communication skills. Everybody yeah. can use tricks to help just live with other people, you know? Well, and just so, internalizing for her and for each of us, like, parenting a child with special needs that takes extra stress Mm -hmm. and whatever. I don't want to take that out on the wrong people. And I don't want to take it out on anyone, especially Skylar. I just need to hear a a third party an outsider say, you're doing an incredible job. You're doing the best you can. And you know, just to kind of reinforce those things. And as a kid, I mean, Kendall's been in therapy for four years now too. And I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it used to be a a stigma, but I'm really glad that she has somebody besides us to talk about if she has frustrations growing up with Skylar and him pulling her hair and all the things he did to her. And she's resentful maybe of some things and she doesn't want to hurt my feelings by saying it to me. Right. I I just would love that. I just think we're more well-rounded if we can just get that stuff out and, um, sure. And really, and in talking to you about it, like, what can you tell her that she hasn't already heard? Really? I mean, yeah, talking to somebody (laughs) else. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't, I can't change it. (laughs) One of the things that was, uh, one of the things that was, was big for me was coming to this point. I don't even remember when it was or what sparked it. Um, and maybe maybe it was just seeing the like the the fear or frustration or terror in in Trent's eyes, but realizing that in those moments where he was aggressive or he was doing something that that other people were perceiving as negative, as difficult as those moments were for us, when I was trying to restrain him or trying to calm him down or whatever, that the 
the scale of difficulty from me to him was just unfathomable. Like, like whatever level of anxiety I was having, he, he was a hundred times worse. Um, and so trying to look at those moments, not just from the way I felt again, projecting onto mm -hmm. him, like we, people often on social media, they, they see a look in his face or something and they will, they will say, Oh, look, he's so content or he's so happy or he's so whatever. And we're like, no, that's not at all what he's, yeah. what he's thinking or feeling. You, you just think that when somebody looks that way or they says that, say that thing, that that's, this is how they feel. And, and so coming to this place where we recognize that Trent wasn't doing those things because he hated us or because he wanted to cause harm or pain to somebody else it was because he simply couldn't function in his world and this was the only way for that to be expressed the only way he could find to express that mm -hmm. and and so that made it a lot easier for me i think to to handle those um, things mm -hmm. you asked about counseling and i'll say i used to do more of that and i try to to do I do very, yes. very little now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In part because I internalize that stuff too much. Yeah. I would not be a good therapist because I'm not good at separating your problems from my problems or whatever. Right. Um, the other part of that is I'm just too, I'm just not nice enough <laughs> to do that. I just like, I'm sure there's a better way to say that. He wants sure to go. You just you don't coddle dummy. people. Yeah. You want yeah. to go. Oh, no kidding. Why? No wonder they're mad yeah. at you. You're a jerk. No, yeah. just I get, right. you know, I get wives to come in. They say, well, my, my husband, you know, he won't help me with the dishes or fold the towels or whatever. And so I have a little conversation and I'm like, well, the reason he won't do that is because he can't ever do anything right for you. He does the, <laughs> he folds the dishes or he puts folds the clothes and puts the dishes away. And then you redo it all because he didn't do it correctly. Right. Well, no guy is going to continue to do that. Why would I do, why would we do this twice? It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's getting all riled up. Yep. Sorry. I mentioned it. No, I'm <laughs> oh, kidding. <yeah. laughs> no, I, I get it. I tell, I just, I'm yeah. like, ladies, actually... um, a guy, what? No, I got to say this. A guy. <laughs> A guy will get away with whatever he can get away with. And so if, if you ask me to do something and I know that if I sit here for 30 seconds, you're going to do it and yes. I don't have to do it. I'm mm -hmm. going to sit here for 30 seconds. Right. But if I know you're not going to do it and I have to do it, well, then I'll, I'll get up and do it. But mm -hmm. it's part of that, you know, as a man, it's part, like we will just say whatever to, to make you. That's the thing. Couples come in back to me and they want to, oh, he's changed and he says he's not going to do that anyway. And I go, baloney, what's changed? <laughs> Nothing's changed. He hasn't shown you he's changed at all. He's continuing to do the same things. He's just telling you what you want to hear because it's right. easier for him to keep your relationship going than to try and find somebody else. So anyway, now you know why I don't do any counseling. Anymore. Okay. He um, practices that 30 second thing a lot. Okay. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I mean, we he truly pretends teach... like that's not what he's doing, but that's what he's doing. We teach people how to treat us. That is for sure. You know? Yeah. We... I was just going to say like 20 years ago or more, he was counseling a couple and he had to be like the moderator or whatever mm -hmm. for them. And he started having heart trouble. Like he seriously 
had had some big time heart issues and they said it was stress and he was he does he internalizes all that which is sweet what a soft kind-hearted person you are what a soft you look like you're just this burly like you know biker man but there's a big huge heart under there (laughs) why i try to look like stone cold steve austin yeah you kind of do so usually if somebody wants to do wants counseling or whatever he'll say well my good friend over at this church is really good at that well that's good at least refer him out i'll say i will meet with you i will meet with you once or twice and we can talk about some things, but if you want to go any farther than that, you need to find somebody who knows how to handle this and do it. Cause I'm not, yeah. The, not well, this is that. probably not nice to say either, but I found that to my husband, and I, I mean, humor is our bottom line, everything we laugh about pretty much everything with Skylar and his pull-ups to his cleanouts that we have to do <laughs> with his Crohn's disease. Like, I mean, if you're not oh, laughing, yeah. you literally would cry yourself to sleep. So, yep. um, but we laugh about everything, but sometimes we, we just kind of crack up when people that we, you know, work with or that we know are like, oh my gosh, my kid was up all night and they're like six. They just didn't feel good. Yeah. And mind you, we're going on what, 20 years now of like, you know, no more than five hours of sleep at night. But it's just the things that people choose to focus on and it's their world. And it's, it's totally understandable that they're having whatever issue they're having and they're exhausted or whatever, but we just put things into perspective and we just kind of like, you know, just kind of shake it off because people have no idea what we go through. And because we're, we smile about it and we're just kind of like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And we just get through it and figure it out. So I guess I say, I'll just go ahead. We see families with several kids, Mm -hmm. none of them with anything significant at all. And we're all like, how does that happen? Yeah. How do they have all these kids? And and two of our four have special needs, you know? Um, but you just have to look at it like, but they also don't have the blessings we have. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody has their own things they deal with. And sometimes it's not within their children or their family or whatever, but, um, everybody handles things differently and you just can't compare. Right. You know, it's all about perspective. And so mm-hmm. in, I guess in closing our conversation, so, I mean, we've covered a lot of things, but is there, is there one piece of, you know, not marital advice, I don't want to say that, but just one thing that really keeps your <clears throat> relationship, just, you know, the respect you have for each other and uh, whether it's Corey's initiated date nights or whatever it is that at the end of the day, you always are super proud that you chose each other and that you continue to choose each other every single day. Is there something that you, you know, just love about each other so much? (laughs) I really (laughs) say that again. Are you going to edit this, Lori? (laughs) Am I? (laughs) I can. (laughs) I don't think she heard you, Corey. (laughs) I said Um, sex. Yeah. Well, that's part of marriage too. That's keeps, keeps it alive. I really, good, that's a good part. Mm-hmm. I really feel like, um, we've been in a really good place for quite a while now. And, and that, that's why like she's that crying that's... right now. You can't uh-huh. see her. I see her she's crying. tearing up. <laughs> My eyes water all the time. Um, I, I think a lot of that has to do with, um, that I feel like we're kind of in a groove. Um, yeah. it's give and take. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, if you, look at each other's strengths and fill each other's gaps and the weaknesses. You know, I really, I really feel like at the end of the day, you find peace in that. I love that. You know, yeah. uh, that's the way you, you live in peace is just to try to try to live together and, and work your house together 
as a, as a unit. Yeah. Fill each other's voids and yeah. Yeah. Balance. Oh, you completely. Oh, oh brother. That's so sweet. <laughs> but like, you know, something's wrong with the car, whatever. I'm not going to fix it. Yeah. He knows what to do. You know, um, I enjoy doing laundry. So I try to do the laundry as often as I can. Mm-hmm. He still does it sometimes, but even if he didn't, it would be okay. Right. You know, I mean, we find the things we, we're okay with. We don't all love every job, you know, yeah. but you just learn to let it really help. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not to worry about those small things or, or keeping it even or mm-hmm. equal. You know, I, I couldn't even begin to figure out if our house chores or whatever are equal mm-hmm. and you don't need to figure that out. You know, even oh, I was just trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, stop it. <laughs> what does she owe you? Yeah, <laughs> right. Your allowance exactly. needs to go up. How yeah. much, Corey? Yeah. Corey, uh, any parting I, words from you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, couples used to tell me, "Well, wait, oh, we're we're ready to be married or whatever," because because we know that it's that each of us have to give like fifty percent. We're going to make a whole. It's going to be great. I'm like, no, no, that's not it at all. Like you both have to give a hundred percent. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes somebody's going to have to be, give 125 because the other person can only spare 75. Like it just, it just goes back and forth. Um, and, and there are, even in the it, people look at our relationship and I, I think anyway, people look at our relationship, like, Oh, they've got it all figured out. But the reality in the house is we don't have it all figured mm-hmm. out and we struggle and deal with things the same way everybody else does. And we get frustrated with each other. Um, and, 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 and it's a, it doesn't end. Yeah. I mean, things yeah. change in your life. Yeah. And it's different constant. things are going to frustrate you in 10 years that frustrate you now. I mean, you're mm-hmm. just going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be different, but again, it, you, you got to just be willing to let go of that, of the little stuff and, yeah. and, and not let it become something bigger. And go back to the reason that you married each other from the beginning <laughs> what was it about each other that drew you to each other and i don't that ask again. him that <laughs> he's the same answer have another hour. Same answer. she looked really good in them guest jeans oh guest jeans oh lord there's a flashback uh-huh. <laughs> we got married at 19 you know and uh saving ourselves for marriage so he he couldn't have married me fast enough yeah that's awesome <laughs> see now you're stuck with it forever yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just because you made a stupid decision based no, on hormones. It was destiny. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I love your family. Thank you so much oh. for being honest and open and, you know, just oh. talking to me. You're I appreciate welcome. it. Thanks for having us on again. Thanks. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your <laughs> evening. Thank you. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.